When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast, your gateway to the wonderful world of archery and bow hunting. The Bow Hunter Planet Podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support. It's because of these companies we can keep this show educating, entertaining, and growing the archery heritage. Please check out these partners' links in the description of this podcast. Now, your hosts, Tim and Dave. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Boner Planet Podcast. Tonight we got our special friend, PJ Riley from Lancaster Archery. Uh, Lancaster being huge, huge online store. And last time you were on the show, PJ, you told us about the amount of SKUs you guys have, which is absolutely astronomical. <laughs> um, but it's pretty cool. And I would I would ask you the question, uh, how is it going from, from a sales perspective in the sense that is it hard to even keep things in stock right now for you guys? Um, I'll say yes and no. Um, some manufacturers are, have been very good um, with their manufacturing process. They've been keeping up and we've been able to keep stuff, keep it coming, keep it coming. Other manufacturers, you know, we get hit with a wave of stuff and then there's a gap before we get some things uh, a second time. And then some manufacturers that we just are having issues getting stuff from. Well, they're having issues building yeah. stuff. You know, the supply yeah. chain is what yeah. it is, you know. Um, so, yeah, so it's a mix. Yes and no. But what I can tell you is if you're a company and you're able to produce your stuff, you're going to sell it. Yeah. That's <laughs> good news. Crazy. That's oh, really yeah. good news. And, 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 you know, that trend's been kind of, going here for a little while and and i don't see any stop coming do you no there's not stuff sitting around that is for sure there's no you know we're not getting stuff and being like oh man we're not selling these things no if we have it we're selling it it's amazing and no and the answer to your question no i it i, I mean for us we've been seeing this for over a year wow um, and it just seems to keep going every time we think okay ah <sighs> Let's have a pause to catch our breath here. Nope. It just keeps going, yeah. going, going. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm seeing it more as well. And, you know, I know, you know, when we do like the, the, the gear reviews, you guys do gear reviews, but I'm seeing it in the comments a lot more. There's a lot more uh, people asking for detailed questions on products. Oh. And there actually is a lot more response in the sense that, Hey, you know, uh, can I get this in a different color or uh, how does this work on the bow? And, you know, but it used to not be that way. So I'm almost feeling like there's a new crowd of people coming into our trade is growing. And now Absolutely. you're starting to see like all these people like learning and, and, you know, 
you go on Amazon, like simple stuff, like Amazon, you know, like cheap Chinese bows, right? They're still selling like crazy. I'm like, what the yeah. hell is going on here? Well, here we're coming up on the first week of November, right? So we're in the middle of hunting season. You figure people have their hunting stuff now. That PSE carbon levitate just came out last week. That's a $2,000 bow. In a week, we've already sold four, I think. You know, it's wow. pro shop only, so it's not online. So I think we've already sold four wow. in a week. That's good. That's great. It just you know? came yeah. out. That's insane. It just came out. So, yeah, but to your point about people getting into it, we are seeing that. Um, here this past summer, I don't know if you follow college wrestling or MMA stuff, um, but Bo Nickel was a three-time Penn State national champion wrestler, and now he's into MMA. Um, and he came in. He just got – he. Uh, his dad was a hunter, and they wow. met some other friends who were into archery, and so he wanted to get into bow hunting. He came down to the shop. You know, we set him up and stuff, and he's going hardcore. He was just texting me today about different bows and stuff like that. He already has one. He awesome. got a Matthews V3. But, I mean, there's a guy who is – you know, early twenties, never bow hunted before. And now he's just getting into it. So we're seeing that all over the place. Yeah. It's yeah, interesting you brought that up. Cause uh, we, we actually had um, Corey overtime Anderson on the show and he's an uh, MMA fighter and he, yeah. so he shoots a PSC and he was on, he did some stuff with, I think Dudley at um, uh, yes. Total archery challenge or something like that. But anyway he uh so he was on the show really great guy and i was like you know i really want to support this guy like i really like the fact that he's taking a different sport and in in engaging archery into that like when you watch his like his preview you see him shooting a bow and stuff like in the fight i'm like wow nice are seeing a bow that never <laughs> would see it before so i actually bought i bought uh showtime to watch the fight he was just in a fight like uh, i think last two weeks ago so I post on Instagram, like, you know, support, you know, fellow archers who hunt, you know, you know, go get showtime, watch the fight, you know, but yeah, I never yeah. watch MMA because I just never have. And to be honest, now I'm like, kind of like, can't wait for the next fight. Like, I'm like, that was yeah. so exciting. <laughs> I found myself <laughs> running up and down the house screaming when he won. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely cool to see. And just now with social media. You know, these types of people were probably getting into bow hunting all along, but with social media, you didn't know it. And now right. we do. We can see who's into it, you know, what they're into. And so, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, we, Plus, we, you know, we've have... been talking about that a lot lately, which is that crossover, right? <laughs> There's a lot of crossover into other sports. Now, MME is not one that you would expect, right? I mean, fishing, hunting, sure. um, you know, all that kind of stuff. You kind of You kind of think, but it's great to see good representation from other guys that are in sports into the hunting industry to carry that that next generation into the tradition which yeah. you know we're, we're seeing the it's very surprising very hopeful for me to see all the new archers come in because there's been years and years and years where we've seen a dwindling population of hunters and to see that kind of turn around, thank you, COVID, uh, for that. <laughs> and to see that kind of turn around Weird. and have yeah. more and more people come into the into the sport makes it more exciting for everybody, including us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we love seeing, you know, hey, we love our customers that we've had for 25 years and, you know, as well as the ones who are coming in for the first time. That's no all doubt. great. 
All good no stuff. No doubt. I'll tell you so one now, thing. How though, do PJ. you guys keep up with all the new products launching? How do you like? Do you guys ha- have a oh, system in place to decide like <laughs> what you're going to buy and selling your on your site and all oh, that kind God. of stuff? How does that work? So I'm going to throw out a name to you. This guy, Steve Yoder. He is our VP of purchasing. And if you're in the industry, you, you probably never heard the name Steve Yoder before. But if you're in the industry, you know who Steve Yoder is. He knows everything. He knows every product that's out. He knows every product that's coming out. He is just this guy who is connected everywhere. Uh, and he's got a team of buyers with him. Um, Jerry White, Jason Homan, his brother, Eric Yoder. And these guys just, you know, they work for us full time and they just know everything that's coming out. And it's, I mean, we're also fortunate at Lancaster Archery that manufacturers know who we are. So they want to get their stuff to us. So when they have something coming out, you know, they make sure they notify us as well. But, but our guys, man, they're on it every day, finding out what's out there. What can I get? Where can I get it? I love it. I love it. They have, they have a lot of fun with doing that with all the new stuff coming out as well. You know, all the new launches. I will say, you know, uh, there's the ATA show coming up in January. I'll say our guys will be there and they will see every single booth that is in that building they will we have a team of like six or seven guys who go through and they will walk they will be at every single booth just to check that out awesome you know and which is is you know you got to do that because you never know what's out there that they found stuff i'm drawing a blank on some examples but they have found stuff at ata that you probably wouldn't have heard of. And they were like, hey, this is really good product. We're going to carry that. And then boom, we started carrying it and put it on the map. Um, there, was a, there was a shot trainer. Oh, this is going to kill me. I forget the guy's name. He's from Oklahoma. Uh, but he had a special shot trainer um, that he came out with that was unique. And we saw it there and we're like, that's, that's, you know, that's really uh, ingenious. Not the AccuDraw, although we do work with them. It's uh, oh, this I feel like I know this. The Bowflex. Like just, just kidding. It's, <laughs> it's a handle. <laughs> it's a handle, and then it has basically like a, a paracord. Yes, stretch your draw length, but oh. it the handle swivels so it mimics torque. Ah. And oh. we'll show you if you're torquing. And uh, oh. the guy's going to kill me. His name's Christopher Avant. I know that. Uh, that <laughs> I, I, think think I think that might, I the 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 next, uh, that might be the next. That might be the new neck. The the next uh, TikTok craze. The 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 torquing videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here was this great product that we picked up and started talking about, and and now it's very popular, especially in the target world. Uh, it's a good shot trick. So, yeah, That's stuff awesome. like that at ATA, you don't know that they're even with our guys as well connected as they are. There's stuff they find there that they're like, hey, this is really cool. We should be on that. Yeah, I, I always loved walking through that that innovator uh, section that they have where it's, it's yeah, kind right. of off the wall kind of kind of things that that are that, you know, small companies trying to make it big, trying to get their 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 ideas out there. 
there's yep. been some pretty good stuff that I've seen out there. So that's awesome that you guys are working those booths and taking a look at everything coming out. War Torn Archery. That's the name of the company that makes I was trying it. to find it for you. War Torn Archery. Awesome. <laughs> That's it. How's searching online, Torque? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good because, you know, uh, in the shop, one of probably the most common issue that we see with archers is they're just giving it the death grip. And so they have torquing issues. Um, and so, you know, we work with a lot of different, show them different grips on how to prevent that. And I mean, here's a product where you can see, you can see your results, um, if you're doing things like that. So, I mean, here's a product to fix one of the most common problems. Hey, how can you go wrong there? Yeah. yeah. What, what, a, what a great tool for dealers too. Uh, those that yeah. have ranges that run leagues and all that kind of stuff that teach people how to hunt. What a great product for even them. For so that, sure. that's awesome, man. I yeah. love that so, kind of stuff. So this, uh, you know, we, so I talked to Jake a few, I don't know, must've been last year from Cobra and, you know, they came on oh, support yeah. of the show and I see they were just on your show. And yeah, I mean, what a great set of products though, right? Like, I mean, Cobra, they've come such a long way from what they used to be. In fact, he was just on the show a couple, about a month ago, I think, right, Tim, about four weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, maybe Anyhow, even less than that, but yeah. I had found an old Cobra, like, stabilizer from, like, years ago with the old logo. It was hilarious. I'm like, so is this what you're showing? Is this what you're selling? <laughs> it's like that old-fashioned black. He's like, no, that was way before my, it was just like a sticker on the side of a stabilizer, too. Yeah, it's just like their logo. It was great. So that oh, Cobra brand, I mean, Cobra brand, that was a household name, you know, 15 years ago. And then wow. it kind of just started going down and Jake Major comes in. I mean, that guy, how, is there a greater person in there? You wow. know, there's lots of great people in archery, but Jake Major, he's just an awesome guy. Came in, bought it. He wanted to revive the brand. He's and been boy, doing that. I mean, he's just been killing it every year. He's got new stuff, cool stuff. Um, yeah, you know, he's just brought Cobra back to relevance, um, where it may have gone away, you know, if it, if not for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not only that, like, I mean, just the thought of like, you know, getting on your show, getting on our show, getting the, the word spread out there, supporting this podcast, right? I mean, things like that, like he realized like, oh, I got to get all these things going and get this thing rolling. And that's, yeah. you got to love that initiative, you know, because he could have just Absolutely. redid it, but then didn't reach out and start promoting it the correct way. Yep. And then you get nothing from it, right? But when, when I was, I was blown away by the releases, to be honest, having that like small stem and then the, the um, roller system where you just push it and it clamp. I mean, it was such a, such a cool thing for us. And I mean, obviously you yourself have shot tons of releases over the years and I have as well. And I was just blown away by the design. I was like, I can't believe he can make something different than what everybody else already had. You know, he is, cool. you look at it and you think, oh, okay, this is just another wrist strap release. But it's not. He has been trying to do things a different way with bow hunters in mind. You know, hey, how can I make take the wrist strap release and make it better? And that's what he does. And he just does a really good job at it. He's he's uh yeah, we're glad to work anytime we get to work with Jake, it's awesome. 
Where do you see the, um, the one of the markets that's, you know, crossbows have been pretty big for years and then, you know, they, they came in the play, then they got huge because everybody wanted one. And then I feel like they've definitely slowed down. A lot of brands have decided to create a crossbow. They're all great crossbows, you know, there, there's, you know, and then Raven came out with this 500 and, you know, we're seeing the speeds, the Axe 440. So we're at, we're between now 400 and 500, I feel like. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Like how much further, further is this going to go and can it go any further in your, your opinion? I'm talking to some of the manufacturers. They, it seems like the thinking now, now, you know, you never know if they're going to come up with some new advancement, but they're thinking that I have heard is that 500 is kind of the peak. That's the top of the mountain. Um, so it seems like the 400 to 500 range, that's probably where you're going to see it uh, with a couple trying to hit that 500. But it's from what it sounds like, it's 500. And so one of the, one of the issues that we are seeing this year uh, with these high-speed crossbows, because they are under a tremendous load even when they're not cocked, is that all these manufacturers, people don't realize this, but they will tell you, replace these strings and cables every year to a year and a half or like 200 shots. And it's what they say is whichever comes first. Yeah. So wow. people think you get, they buy a crossbow and they're like, oh, I can keep these strings on for four years. Well, we're this year, for some reason, we've seen many crossbows blow up because the strings were several years old. And we've been telling customers like, hey, I know it seems like it's excessive, but replace that stuff every year. There, there's just so yeah. much pressure that they're under. Um, yeah, and so I, that's, I, I've heard manufacturers come out and start taking that tone as well. Um, yep. You know, I've had some buddies that, that shoot some of the higher end crossbows and uh, their experience has been right around that two year. And I, you know, a lot th thankfully a lot of the higher end crossbows that are under that that kind of tension a lot of them i mean they're all under tension but some of those really high speed ones come with um lifetime warranties thankfully because yes. i had a i had a buddy who broke a string and had to send his bowen because it got a little messed up when that string broke and stuff like that which was great but you still don't want that to happen that preventative right. maintenance is huge and if you can Absolutely. spend a couple dollars now to make sure that you have a crossbow for your hunting season for those those three or four months that you're going to need it you don't want your bow to be in the shop waiting for you to hunt no for sure and what happened was is we ordered extra sets of strings and cables this year and we ran out because the demand was i mean and we ordered based on expecting a high demand and the demand was actually even higher because we had so many people come in who had problems. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. What's you your thoughts take on that? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, so you have, obviously we have the compound crossbow market. Then we got like the Excalibur recurve style. Do you guys think the same for that since it's one string or do you guys recommend like every two years for that or still every year for that one? I have not checked what, you know, Barnett, they're one of the, uh, ones who are very common with the recurve crossbows but i actually haven't checked to see what they say i know their strings are really beefy so you take a look at some of those cables on 
some of the newer crossbows, Ravens or whatever, and those cables are kind of thin. If you look at an Excalibur string just on a recurve, man, there's a lot of strands in that. And that yeah. center serving is thick and beefy. So I would imagine they're able to go a little bit longer um, than some of the others. And of course, you know, they're not under that same high tension. Um, yeah. You definitely want to uh, make sure that you still wax them, though. Absolutely. Right, you know, sure. And yeah. all that stuff. And I, the well, beauty yeah. part about the Excalibur side of it, anyway, is that if it does break, uh, you can replace that yourself, which is good. Yeah. There's, yeah. You know, you, you can buy you can buy the um, the gadget that helps you pull the limbs up so you can fit the string back on there, and it, it works great. So, but great hey, point on that. I mean, you're making a big investment, and these are big yeah. investments now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you can get into crossbows <laughs> really cheap. But you can get into crossbows more expensive than most guns that you want. Oh, yeah. Nowadays. yeah. So if you're going to make that kind of investment, make the investment, make sure you're going to take care of it. That's a great point. Yeah, definitely. What about more speed sure. on compounds? What are you thinking there? So the speed on compounds. So I end up testing a lot of those. And, and I this there's the IBO speed rating. Um, and, you know, if you're shooting the average hunting arrow, you're just not hitting those speeds that the IBO speed rating comes up with. Um, at least I've never been able to do that with a decent hunting arrow. Um, if I can get in the two, I'm 29 and a half inch draw. I generally shoot 70 pounds for hunting. If I can get in the 280s, high 280s, low 290s, I'm happy with that. I know there's over 300, um, but it seems to me, I, I still think like 300 is about the benchmark for that. Um, and if I'm 280s, 290s, I'm fine with that. Um, that's playing good. It seems to me once you start getting into those super high speeds, you're having to do something that may potentially make it make the bow less forgiving. I'm not going to say less accurate because you know you put one of those mm -hmm. super high speed bows in the hands of Levi Morgan. I bet you you drive tax with it. But you give it to me, you know, <laughs> six inch brace height super radical cam you know not a lot of let off to everything you do to build speed i might not do so well with it um in trying to maintain those high speeds yeah um, so and, and speaking of and speaking of like accessories real quick i because i noticed on the website you guys have the oracle 2 right on the front page right now um oh yeah so this so i guess how is that part of the business going? So like the tech slash, you know, archery stuff like that, Crazy. like an Oracle. Crazy. Yeah. Those things, uh, you know, if we can get them in, we sell them. Garmin, wow. zero, uh, same thing. Um, all that stuff. It's there, there are definitely, there are definitely more people I would say now who are interested in that type of stuff than there used to be. Used to be, you know, something like that comes out and people are like, nah, I'm good with my five pin, you know, spot hog. Like, I'm good with that. Um, but now, no, we are seeing people coming in. They're like, yep, range finding site. I want that. Yeah. I it's, want it's hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, it's, 
it's one of those things where in the right situation, yeah, boy, that can save you. Um, you know, it may not be for everybody. They are kind of heavy, you know, so there's a give and take with all this stuff. Yeah, I've been waiting. So I, I'm traditionally a crossbow guy. So I've been waiting for years. You know, I've seen the burrs come out, the Garmin come out. Where is my scope for my crossbow? And now they're finally coming out with that stuff. And it is it is cool to see. Um, you know, for me, it's just the, the reason why I, I love that kind of combination between um, tech and bows and all that kind of stuff is for me, it's one more thing that I don't have to forget. I don't have yeah. to forget my rangefinder at home. For sure. It's all sitting there waiting for me. And it just makes it uh, that much easier to be able to get out and hunt quickly, especially if you're that weekend hunter, right? Where you're yeah. just kind of packing up for the weekend. You might only go out one or two times a year. It's right there, ready to go. And, you know, it just makes a lot of sense. I think for a lot for of people, sure. but you're right. It's not for everybody. It's no, definitely some, not. Some, I got to play with that uh, the new 10 point last year with the, garmin sight on that they had with uh, um, the range finding trigger basically built yep, the into the stock and i mean that thing was unbelievable you know i just sat at a bench and i was on um, our archery club's practice range and i just sat there you know hit it 60 yards gave me a dot boom centered come back 35 yards hit the thing gave me a dot shot it i mean it was there's no denying that it was impressive what it could yeah, do it would have <laughs> saved me this last week and i had a, a quick shot on a doe came in really fast was moving you know decent stop for just a second i uh, thought i knew where it was at in relation to what i had already ranged out didn't yeah. have time to range it um <laughs> pulled the trigger it shot low we we weren't able to recover it unfortunately oh gosh yeah um, but hey, in that situation that, that, little, that little tap of the button yeah. would, have been, would have been great and i went back after right and i ranged exactly where it was and yeah it was three yards three yards short of where i where i thought i was shooting it at so it makes well, a big man. difference border yeah <laughs> that's like the five five yard border right there three <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, so I'm in Pennsylvania, uh, where you know we are one of the top states for number of hunters, and we had been going down, and actually we still are going down in number of hunters, but our number of bow hunters, you have to buy a separate license to be a bow hunter. Um, that has been trending up, and last year, I mean 2020. We had the we licensed the most bow hunters that we ever had, even awesome. more than back in the 80s and 90s, you know, which people think of the heyday of bow hunters. But we licensed more last year, and I talked to the uh, PR guy for our game commission, and he's expecting us to pass it again, even this year. Now, a lot of that I'm sure is crossbows, because uh, we're seeing a lot of those, and you know, there's always the big debate crossbows, not crossbows. Hey, it's legal in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, a crossbow is the same as a compound bow, is the same as a recurve bow, is the same as a, a um, what do you call it, long bow. It is what it is. So, hey, if it's getting people out there and they're getting out and hunting and, you know, going to bow shops, et cetera, we're all for it. Yeah, we're the same way in Michigan as well. Um, same season for crossbows and all archery for for our season that opens up and i, I say the same thing you know if it's if it's if it's a legal take why i mean we're just trying to get people out there 
Um, one of the other things that I do say a lot is if you haven't shot a crossbow in a, in a real world situation when you're hunting, I, th- I think you're missing out or not getting the point as, as to how, how hard it can be. The hunt Oof. is just as hard. I mean, I'm not <laughs> shooting 60, so 70 deer. yards, you know, I'm yeah. shooting this, this deer was, I, I, I thought it was at 29. It ended up being at 32 or 33 or it ended up. Yeah. It ended up being at like 32 or 33. And uh, it, it just, it is what it is. I mean, you can yeah. miss fairly easy, even with the crossbow, no matter what your setup is. So yeah, um, they're, they're incredibly, they're way more accurate now, obviously than they were. I hunted with a crossbow back when Ohio was like the only state that allowed able-bodied people to hunt with a crossbow. And I shot a buck there just, you know, I want to see what it was all about. And so, yeah, the crossbows now are way more advanced than that thing I was hunting with back then. I see. But it's, it's still (laughs) not simple. I'll take mine out in winter, you know, in the very late season. And I've taken it out the last two seasons and I haven't been able to shoot anything. So yeah, yeah. it didn't help me. <laughs> yeah, I kind no of played as a mix. No. I mix it up. So like the other day I was yeah. hunting with the compound for the first day and a half. And then the last day it was going to rain. I'm like, eh, I think I'll take the crossbow and, you know, just a little easier and see what happens. Right. And then, you know, nothing happened. So it didn't matter. But <laughs> it was fun just swapping it up, yeah. you know, yeah, for fun. But I if i'm to prefer i prefer my vertical bow but I, that's just me but i got you know yeah. crossbow yeah, I got no, no, against no. Them. for sure for sure so so in pennsylvania are you similar to michigan where you have a longer period of use for archery than you do for gun yeah we have now uh, the last two years we got an extra week of bow hunting so now we are at seven weeks this is generally across the state. There's some special suburban areas that are different, but generally the season now is seven weeks for archery, two weeks for gun. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and, and to be honest with you, I think that's a little bit of why we've seen some more people come into archery sure. is because when you have when you have that long season, you're able to you're able to get out more or have more opportunity to get out. So when you want to get outdoors, you know, for me, my, my day job, my regular job, I'm working at home all day. Right. So on the weekends and that kind of thing, I want to get the heck out of here. So I think, you know, (laughs) it it gets that drive to get people to do it. And when you have that long season, that really helps make that decision as to what direction you're going to go. So for sure. There was a time when I started bow hunting, bow hunting was only the month of October. So it was four weeks. That was all you got. And then there was two weeks of gun, you know, and end of November. So then it was, you know, people kind of picked, uh, if I got to pick between one or the other, I'm going to camp for the first week of gun season. Right. Uh, we don't really see people do that with gun season anymore. You might see them go a day or two. So people are hitting, I'm going to go hunting this day, this day. So now if they want to, add time okay i can go a weekend in october i can go bow hunting i'll i'll still do my one or two days of gun hunting um so it just gives you more options and having the crossbows you know let's be honest that does make it simpler to be able to go out during an archery season it takes more to be proficient with a compound recurve longbow it just does 
And if you're and if you're blessed enough to have a local property and you buy one of the uh, cell phone cameras that you guys offer on your website, you might you might see in the morning that that big buck's running around and might make that decision to head out go back know, a little out. bit earlier. So for sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. For us, the I mean, we we have the the later season hunt. So like for us, so like we go we usually plan about three hunts a year as a as a team, and we go to like a, a place where we hunt. And anyway, the last uh, hunt coming up it takes place uh the week before gun and we split it in half so we'll go wednesday which is archery through monday or tuesday monday being opening day gun we'll do two days of gun and go home whatever so we're there like a solid yeah. week pretty much and this year i'm using a pistol for gun hunting which i'm very excited about yeah uh, Ruber super red hawk uh 10 millimeter nice. so I, I shot this thing tim you weren't there i shot it at like I first started 20 yards to make sure that I had a burst scope on it to make sure it was, it was going to hit. And it was dead on from just the first shot. I never shot it before. I put the scope on dead nuts, 20 yards. I backed up to 50 dead nuts, backed up to like 75 dead nuts. And it kept hitting. I was like, wow. <laughs> so that was it. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Washing it, clean that thing out, get it ready to go. And it, so exciting. Yeah, just something different. You know, you could be out there with a rifle, but hey, take a handgun. Yeah, different. for sure. You got so, it. um, I got a funny, uh, well, not a funny story, but a story. So I was at a archery club. I don't even know how you describe this place. It's a, um, and you, you might actually know it actually it's called rising Phoenix, but it's like an archery, um, learning center in, in, yeah, in yeah, uh, yeah. Rochester, Michigan. So I'm in there and my kids have classes on Sundays and they, they go and they learn proper archery and all that stuff. I mean, I'm okay, Hunter. I'm not like the proper archery kind of guy. I'd rather have a target guy showing them how to do everything because they're going to get it down. So anyhow, I'm in there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm in there. And so Jamie and I are sitting there. We're like, man, it's be kind of fun to get into this, you know, like maybe shoot a little more. We don't really do target, you know, so we're like we should really learn about this. So I get up and they have all these bows on display. So I walk over there and I'm like, what are these? Like, you know, because I'm not used to seeing all these things. And it's a company called Galaxy. So then I'm like, uh, I, I never heard of this before, you know? So I Google yeah. it and it, try, it comes up Lancaster, everything all over it. And I'm like, yeah. what is this? So is this something you guys do direct or how's this work? So this is a brand that we started, you know, Rob Caulfield. He is the founder of Lancaster Archery since 1983. And this guy just lives, eats and breathes archery. So he had it in his mind where he recurve is his first love recurve. That's what he loves more than anything. Um, he wanted to develop a, he wanted to have some recurve bows that were not, you know, top shelf nor bottom shelf, something that was affordable, but still real good quality that you could get someone into archery and they're not coming in with, equipment that's gonna hurt them you know not hurt them physically but it's just gonna hold them back from being able to achieve so he developed this line you know with our guys there of this galaxy line we have all different price points there's stuff for um bare bow there's stuff for olympic recurve there's stuff for traditional bow hunting uh just all different kinds of um recurve archery uh i think we even have yeah we got some longbows in there too and it's just this line that we have where we have different price points that's the wow. that was our key to it was to awesome. have something yeah. that people could 
get into and still have quality equipment paying basically whatever they can afford. There's something in that price range. No, you got that right. I'm looking on your website right now and, and uh, not only are they pretty cool looking, they, they are good price yeah. points. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good stuff in there. Um, yeah, there's a good one. I mean, that's a great Olympic recurve riser there for 250 bucks. Yeah, you know, that's unbelievable. You, you, really. you can pay $1,000 for a recurve riser only. Remember, you still got to put limbs on that thing. Right. The one thing I noticed, the grips are a lot you know, different between them because I was looking at them too because they had a whole bunch up there. It was really impressive. And, and they're right. The prices were all over, right? They started super yeah. low. And I think this might have been the most expensive one they had, but it was pretty cool. And I, you know, it's interesting because it's almost like, um, what's the word? Uh, A la carte, right? Because you, I think you buy this, right? Then you buy the limbs separately. Um, And there's different levels of limbs. Okay. You you just spent $250 on a riser. And do I want to spend $200 on a set of limbs or can I get something low? So I believe for that one, we have our, bronze silver and gold level limbs um and they're just different categories different price points again yeah it's so cool i was blown away when i saw it i was like wow this is lancaster i'm like this is one of the coolest (laughs) things i've ever seen because i remember thinking like you know i just never knew that like this right here right i never knew that you guys had this and i was kind of depressed in my mind i didn't know this because i was like you know <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that is really amazing um and you know kudos to lancaster because this is the kind of stuff that gets people in archery like having these <laughs> price point options for people i always thought it was just like mission and bear and i didn't realize there was something like this even i want one of these i was looking at it going which one should i get like this is a great deal and I, i'm not fun talking i'm I, not talking because i'm shopping right now <laughs> well i'm just saying i was like there and i'm like man i kind of want to buy one from these guys just because it's fun and support them and all this but like at the same time i'm looking at it going this could be a lot of fun to like just come out here and just let arrows fly in the recurve yeah. style and yeah let's say you i mean let's uh, an olympic recurve setup there's a lot to that you know when you get your riser your limbs your sight you're gonna have three stabilizers pretty much for that um, wow. you know, and then your arrows on top of that, there's a lot that goes into Olympic, uh, setup. So what if you want to try it? You know, that was kind of Rob's yeah. thinking was there's gotta be a way to get these people into it without having to pay $2,000. Okay. Yeah. So, no. so here's a question for you. What about somebody that wants to try it? Let's say they're, they're shooting compound. Um, they're a 60 pound shooter when it comes to a compound bow. What would you think would be a good equivalent to that when it comes to recurve? It's always great to watch people come in and have the compound draw weight mindset and try to apply that to recurve. And then then they realize, hey, whatever that 60 pounds is, that's what I'm holding at full draw. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) That's a different game. Um, So, I mean, honestly... You know, Brady Ellison, the one of the best Olympic recurve archers in the world, I believe his draw weight is like 38, 39 pounds. He might be low 40s, but he's 38 to 42. He's somewhere in there. And that's one of the most advanced guys in the world. So probably in the like 30 pound range 
is probably going to be good. Now, unless you're hunting, that's a different, you know, that's yeah. a different game. You're only got to shoot. You really only have to shoot once. And there's going to be minimums. Pennsylvania, you got to have at least 35 pounds um, for it to be suitable for hunting. So gotcha. that's a different, you know, you there, hey, one shot, yeah, you can probably do 50 pounds. Um, uh, but, you know, for if you're going to be shooting target where you may have to shoot 60 arrows in a row, you know, that would be a tall task. <laughs> now, with these bows, with these bows, like the uh, Galaxy Aspire recurve, is uh, do you shoot like a, I, you probably can do either one, but I just, just asking from a don't know anything. Uh, sure. uh, is this like a aluminum arrow? Or is this a carbon arrow? Is this a wood arrow? What kind of arrows and feathers? Are we talking like feathers, veins? Same thing. Um, there's going to be options for both of carbon or aluminum. Um, you know, one of the most popular recurve arrows in competition is the Easton X10, which is an aluminum carbon combo. Um, so you're going to have options for both in that. Uh, Black Eagle makes a great arrow that a lot of recurve archers use that's 100% carbon. Um, and then for fletchings, a, a lot in competition, a lot of those people are using a special kind of vein. It's not a feather, special kind of vein made out of stuff called mylar. So it is a synthetic, it's, it's not a feather. It's more like, uh, you know, blazer, except designed for recurve. It's a lot thinner, it's a lot more flexible. Um, so for competition, those folks are using that. Now, a traditional archer, they're probably most likely going to use a big feather, big four-inch feather. Just because of the rest that you use for recurve shooting, whether you're shooting off the shelf or off of a rest, you have to have some forgiveness there. If you use one of those stiff compound veins, veins as soon as it hit the riser or the rest, man, you'd get a kick. Mm. is it true that that the vein the index vein uh if it with a feather goes towards the riser does it go uh, no the in no the index goes away from the riser it still goes away someone told yeah. me it goes, it goes through and it like closes it that's why it's a feather when it goes by i mean wow. it would if it's a feather it would fold but you're not going to want to shoot it that yeah, way. okay it'll be why. set up so funny story though, when I, so I don't know if I should shoot one of these because back a long time ago, back in, I would say 2011, Carver Express had sent me a whole bunch of those traditional arrows they had at the time. And I, he's two dozen of them to be, to be uh, precise. And I went up to the local archery range. They had a longbow night or whatever you want to call it, recurve night and bring your wife, blah, blah, blah. So my wife and I go up there and uh, you might actually know MJC, uh, Jim Morrow. Oh, sure. He's huge. I mean, this area, he was very, very big. big Absolutely. Here. So anyway, we go out there and uh, we're firing. And I'm like, Jim, you know, I never really done this. I'm just used to compound. And I swear to you guys, I broke almost all of those arrows. <laughs> it was probably <laughs> the most expensive that I had. I had paid for those arrows. I kept hitting the wood, like on the target systems, like the wood. Or it like skipped the ground and it was terrible. <laughs> it's uh, dangerous oh i mean that's that's definitely the highest learning curve is to become proficient oh. with a recurve in a barebow setup no sight i mean that 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something else. Which is who's the guy I who mean, does it? Tim Wells, who does a compound with no sight. Tim Wells does that. Yeah. Crazy. He's one of those guys. Uh, there's a Barebo guy around here. His name's John Demmer. He holds every recurve for Barebo archery that's out there. Wow. Um, and so even him. Like I said, you know, world record holder and everything. You can go to a tournament and he can shoot a two or a three. It happens, which is one of the cool things about barebow competition is anything can happen. <laughs> you yeah. know, you get into the compounds and if they're missing the 11, it's like, oh, I'm done. I missed one. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. So, uh, so what did you think of the levitate? I didn't have a chance to shoot it yet. What was your thoughts on it? So I really liked that bow. Um, that was one of the best performing super lightweight carbon bows that I've ever shot. Um, and I, I, to be honest, personally, I usually don't like a super light bow. But as I mentioned in our review, John Dudley said, hey, man, this don't weigh this thing down. He's like, it's meant to be shot light. Mm -hmm. And so I set it up and I, I put a eight inch stabilizer, a five pin sight on it, a drop away rest. And that full setup weighed 4.8 pounds. Wow. Holy Fully God. set up. I was like, Whoa, that's incredible. That's and then, okay. All right. It's super light. How's it shoot? I went out on the range out to 50 yards. I had, you know, one hand groups. Um, so it wow. just shot incredibly. It did everything. You know, Dudley put a lot of effort into working with PSE to, to fix some things and get some things right. And, uh, and it's awesome. And, you know, there is that place for that. The guys who hunt at high elevation. I know I went hunting uh, one time in the Arctic where it was minus 40. And I did take a carbon bow for that just because it's impervious to those temperature changes so they have their place yeah they're expensive but um they have their place and and with this levitate i feel like pse really um that's a great bow yeah what's this one cost two thousand uh it's the retail is 18.99 um so that's not bad yeah hey, and what's the what's the hoyt carbon like 1700 um, I can't remember the RX five. It should be around there, sixteen hundred, sixteen seventeen, like somewhere in that range. Yeah, <clears throat> which that was a great bow too. It's a little bit heavier, um, yeah. but that was a great shooting bow. You know, Hoyt. I felt like really took a step back into relevance last year with their new cam system. Mm -hmm. um, yep. That cam design and the way it shoots. It just did away with the quote-unquote Hoyt hand shock. It just went away. Um, so I, I really liked last year's Hoyts. I haven't seen this year's yet, uh, but the 21 Hoyts, they were awesome. The carbon and the aluminum, they were awesome. Both. Yeah, interesting how they added the Picatinny systems on it. Um, yeah. Super excited about that because I thought, man, it's a really innovative idea. And, like, it's just interesting to me that, when you shoot all these bows over time, it's like unbelievable to me that these companies can still innovate and come up with ideas. Like you're sure. like, you think like how much more stuff can you do to this thing? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. What the heck? and yet they still do it. It's crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's just something different, you know, a different way to mount the site. Why not? That makes sense. Just like, you know, we had the 
um, the integrate rests, uh, Matthews, PSE, Hoyt does it now. Um, they all have an integrate option so that, you know, you just clamp your rest onto the back there and it's a super solid. So, so yeah, they're doing the, lots of stuff. Does this mean the levitate then becomes the most expensive carbon bow in the market or the most expensive compound bow? Cause I think it does. I don't know that Matthews monster is still, Oh, oh I forgot about that. 2000 something yep, bow. You're right. That's still, uh, uh, that's not a carbon bow, but that's Expensive. that one is yeah. over 2000. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about that bow. I, in fact, I, cause that's like a custom one, right? Didn't they have like a safari as well at one Basically time? that's, it's the monster Matthew safari. It's all, it's mm -hmm. the same bow. Um, and yeah, it's basically custom, uh, custom made, but yeah, yeah I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen one. I don't know anybody who owns one, uh, but there's people out there who want them. Can you, can you, and I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second, but can you name one product or one category of products that you're most excited about? Um, I'm, I'm going to say I'm a release guy. Um, I just like seeing the different ways that people are, are creating these releases. I, I think releases are getting better and better and better. And I, when I say that, I mean all of them. I mean the wrist strap index finger releases, the thumb buttons, the hinge back tensions, and then the true um, tension activated releases. Uh, there's just, we're getting, we've got really good releases in all categories there. So anyway, I, I, I'm really excited to see, you know, you can get to a point where you think, ah, you know, these releases now, they're just gimmicks. Um, but you're seeing some people come out with some stuff that's just really catching your eyes, you know? Um, Jake from Jake Major from Cobra came out with that Cobra Harvester. I mean, as a thumb button, that's a great thumb button release. That thing's awesome, yeah. super light. It works great. Um, uh, Ultraview came out with their hinge release, and you know, just it's a unique hand design, it just fits people a certain way. There's something for everybody. You know, it used to be that hey, there was two or three back tensions and you just had to make it work whatever it was it had to work for you but now there's so many options um, in the release market with so many features and adjustability and ways you can customize it to you um, I, I i'm not surprised that we keep seeing little different new things every year in the release market when you would think it's a trigger for a bow. What else can yeah. you do? Yeah. With? Yeah. What can you what what can you innovate more, right? How you yeah. change that mousetrap. <laughs> yeah. Did exactly. You see, did you see Cobra's <clears throat> bow sight? The radius? The radius. Is that the one with the unbelievable? They're they all, all move. in a line. They move. Yes, yeah. yes. I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you yeah. sight the one, everything comes. It's unbelievable. Yes. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, Jake, what the heck are you doing with this? Like, are you gonna be a site company or you should sell this to somebody? <laughs> this thing is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy cow. Yeah, it is he legit, just, man. Yeah, innovator. That's interesting. Yeah, for sure. 
That's really, really yeah. something. We're, right, we're not PGA. done. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more to come. So appreciate you coming Absolutely. on and uh, sure. thanks for doing it. I see that you guys are creeping up on this um, 100,000 on YouTube. So I wish you guys the best of luck getting there. Oh, You're yeah. at 73.6. <laughs> you get to 100, you get the diamond. That's what I want is so bad. <laughs> our, video, our video producer, he has said, when that if when we hit a hundred thousand, he's like, "That's mine. The plaque yeah. you get, that's mine. I'm I, keeping it. <laughs> I want it right here. I'm yeah. trying to find ways to come up with like really, you know, the one thing on YouTube we've been playing with a lot, and I recommend it for you guys. So you might already be doing it, but the shorts, that's like a way to really, yeah. I guess, bump into a different area of like new people and uh, right. allows you to grow. We grew a couple thousand from the short videos, um, but again, it's like it's so hard. I feel like sometimes, you know, to get like that, right. It's all, it's all like a mix, right? You're going to yeah. have the video, but it, it comes down to a lot of specific things on how you edit it, but also how you make it where it's going to be, you know, double click, like people are going to share it and people are going to, there's right. a lot to it, man. It's exciting though. It is exciting. We, we did a video this year where we were having a customer appreciation event <clears throat> and we designed this steel target challenge where we got these four steel targets, you know, with a hole in the middle and we were, we had all these great prizes. And so we had a day where people were just going to come out and, you know, shoot these steel targets, wreck some arrows, blow them up. So to, to kind of announce this event, we had an in-house LAS steel target challenge that we videotaped. And that thing blew up. It's got like almost yeah, 300,000 views or something. Crazy. So just That's a fun new one. Stuff. That's not even been on that long. No, that was just this year. Yeah. So just wow. fun stuff like that. People really liked it. It was cool. That is awesome. really cool. So if you hit the center, you're good. But if you hit the, the outside, it's metal. Your okay. arrow's toast. Yep, it is steel. Oh, that sounds <laughs> that is good. Fun. I like that. <laughs> it is. Love it is it. gone. And we, um, so with with that video, we had hundreds and hundreds of people come out. And it was funny. If you stood outside, anywhere outside the shop, all you heard all day was just bang, bang. <laughs> and you just knew, oh, man, there goes another 20 bucks right there. <laughs> that is so awesome. So, all right pj thanks so much man lancaster archery right. get online get some boats from these guys buy a galaxy get some kids outdoors very important so uh thank you sir we really appreciate coming on and we'll see you soon we appreciate you guys everything you do thanks for having me on this has been a presentation of bowhunterplanet.com join the hunt this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.